Wednesday night edition of the Employment Hour phone lines. Look at that. They're already open, ready for uh, ready for you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. If you prefer, one 225 talk That is toll-free. And last time we uh, did this show, the Raptors were coming off a big win. And look where we are tonight, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. The stress continues, huh? It's going to be a, a late night for me. Yep. I may be <sighs> late for work tomorrow for those that I'm scheduled to speak with. Uh, bear with me. Uh, we're going to be watching the Raptors. Go Raptors. <laughs> It's an exciting time to be a sports fan here in the city. It's great. We got lots of stuff to uh, cover tonight, including some of the most common questions you get about, uh, you know, just generally about stuff. They want to know whether employers allowed to do certain things or not. We'll get to a ton of those and emails and phone calls. Again, phone lines wide open, ready for you. This is a live call-in show, and we like having you call in, ask your questions, and make your comments. We'll uh, invite them over the next hour. But first week that was, brother, what do you got going on? Indeed, we do enjoy our calls. We, we like to help as many people as possible and to uh, hopefully educate and solve some problems. This is, as John said, a call-in show where we talk about your workplace rights, your workplace problems if you have them, or your workplace questions. They don't have mm-hmm. to be problems. Any issues you have, bring them on. We'll talk about them and hopefully make sure that uh, any concerns you had are alleviated because guess what? The law is quite good when it comes to employment law. And as I say, you always want to talk to me privately. If you do, no problem. My contact information, will give that to you. We can co- talk tomorrow. We can correspond by email. Uh, I'm very easy to get a hold of. Now, week there was a situation, mm-hmm. a couple of situations that came across my desk just over the past uh, few days. Uh, first one I'll tell you about uh, has to do with the gentleman that was uh, off on a medical leave of absence, disability leave. He had been off for a few months, uh, and he received a, a call from his employer, uh, you know, very apologetic, uh, saying, you know, "We're restructuring. It's a you know, it's a, it's a company-wide restructuring, and as a result of that." Your position is no longer available. It doesn't exist anymore. So we're going to have to let you go. We're, you know, it's mm. sorry to do this when you're off on a disability. Uh, sure enough, 24 hours later, he's get, he gets couriered a termination letter, and you know he's thinking about what he wants to do, whether he wants to accept it or not. He probably would have accepted what they offered him, even though, by the way, it was completely inadequate. But yep. guess what? 48 hours after he receives that letter, he's on Indeed.com, the website Indeed.com. And he finds a posting for his job. Come on. The same job he was just let go from. The same job they told him doesn't exist anymore because of a restructuring. That's when he said, ah, okay, that's not right. He called me. And here's the thing, John. I've said this many times on the show that generally an employer can let you go for any reason or no reason. So if they give you a reason and it's not the real one, usually it's not something that you could do anything about. But the exception to that is you cannot be let go for a discriminatory reason. In this case, you cannot be let go because you're off on a disability leave. Now, they said that that's not what we're doing, but it was clear that that is what they were doing because they turned around to hire someone immediately. They were obviously lying. So if they're hiring someone when he's on a disability, they're letting him go. Clearly, they're letting him go because he is on a disability. That is a human rights violation. That is illegal. They cannot do that. So not only did they owe him severance, in fact, the severance offer that they uh, offered him was probably eight months short of where it needed to be. But beyond that, there's human rights damages that's owing to him as well. So a reminder for employees and employers there, you cannot let someone go because they're on a disability. If you do let someone go when they're on disability, eh, the reason have, have to have nothing at all to do with a disability, a restructuring, a position eliminated, the company shut down. Otherwise, John, it's illegal. It's a human rights violation. 
416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, one 225 talk That is toll-free. I know you got something else you want to talk about, but as we always say, we love our callers. And we'll bounce over to uh, to Jay that's been hanging on for a couple of minutes. Hi, Jay. Good evening. Good evening. I have a question regarding uh, employment offers. On uh, April 18th, I received an offer of employment, and I signed it back on the 24th of April. And originally the start date was supposed to be the 29th of April, but because I signed it back later, they moved it to May 6th. And I was supposed to start with the May 6th. And then they said, well, we need to do a background check on you. And I gave them the information from a background check. And every week since then, they've been bouncing the start date. And they keep asking for information. Yesterday, they asked if I could provide them with any old tax slips or uh, information regarding old employment offers just to confirm things. And I thought that was a crazy request. And I thought that was giving them too much personal information. Hmm. It, so, it is too much information, and that, that is very strange. Now, now, here's the thing. You know, it, it's an interesting situation only because the, the law doesn't say that they're allowed or not allowed to ask for certain things. There's no law that says that they can't ask for tax returns. Uh, it's just a matter of that I haven't seen this really. I can't think off the top of my head why they would need that and why that would be relevant to anything. Uh, it, it almost seems like there's a perhaps a, a new HR person or a junior HR person that's trying it's, to be so an, careful it's that an American uh, company. Okay, so that may be that may be it. They may uh, try to figure out what's okay. going on in Canada. Maybe they're not used to hiring in Canada. But and, and uh, my, I, my my concern is though that this has been dragging on and on and yeah. on, and I'm not getting paid. And you know, it's if I was getting paid, I'd say that's great. You know, they're paying me to sit at home, but mm. they're, they're they're not paying me. And, you know, it's been dragging on and on. And I'm wondering if they're going to pull the offer. They're just trying to find an excuse to pull the offer. Now, did, is this a situation where you left another job to accept this one? No, I was unemployed at the time. So, you know, because of that, if they do pull the offer, because there's no corresponding losses that you have, I mean, strictly speaking, they can. So this is not a, a situation where there's a lot of legal remedies. I, I would try to push them a bit and say that, you know, you, you've, you've relied on that and, be, and because of this offer, you haven't been doing anything else to, to try to earn income, looking for other job and, and you, you'd appreciate starting already and, and use it that way. But beyond that, I, I can't really tell you anything else because there's no, there's no law that says they must hire you or have you start on this date. It, it would be different if you had already walked away from a job and now you're losing money because you would have stayed with the other job for longer. But if you hadn't lost money because of, of what they're doing, even though they are giving you the runaround, it's more of a practical thing for you to work out with them, not really as much a legal thing, Jay, unfortunately. Now, what happens if I have another offer? Would I be, the, could I go around and say to them, look, you know, I've given you a chance and sure. I'm afraid. Yeah, absolutely you could do that. You can say, well, you know, guys, in the meantime, because you guys were taking your sweet time, I got another offer, so farewell. You could do that as well. Absolutely. You absolutely can do that. Or you could try to use that as leverage to, to, to kind of give them a kick in the pants. Absolutely could do that. There's there's no nothing precluding you from uh, from doing just that, Jay. Jay, appreciate uh, your call. You want to follow up uh, sometime later on, one 821 5900 That is Lior's number. Moving on to, uh, to Chris. Hey, Chris, thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, no worries. You might have covered this in the past, but I don't get to listen to it. Of course, that's my bad to every episode. But what... Mm-hmm. Uh, what means does an employee of a union have when he has an issue with the company, which is a safety issue, and because of 
personal reasons between this employee and the union steward. The union won't take this on. Right. Right. And I've gone to the government, and they said, well, you've got to go through your union. Yeah. And I can't because I've got a real pain in the rear end, stubborn union steward, yeah. and that's where it ends. So what, what, what does someone do? And Chris, I get variations of this question every day, usually a few times a day, and it's a huge problem because when you're part of a union, the only one that's allowed, okay, the only one that's allowed to help you resolve a workplace issue is the union. So it's not a question of uh, do they want to or if they don't want to, you can do something else. There, no one else is allowed. It's not that I don't want to or I don't know how. I'm not allowed. So in a situation where you can't resolve this with the union, the union won't do what it's supposed to, your only remedy, your only remedy is to file a complaint against the union with the labor board. It's called the duty of fair representation complaint, duty of fair representation. The problem with that is they're rarely successful. But sometimes if you just threaten that, it may give them a bit of a kick in the pants and maybe they'll, they'll, they'll start doing what they're supposed to. So that's your recourse to say, listen, if you're not going to take this on, I'm going to go to the labor board and I'm going to file a duty of fair representation complaint. See if that does anything. Otherwise, you can file that complaint. But those usually are not successful. Very rarely are they successful, Chris. Chris, appreciate the call. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell or one 225 talk That would be toll-free. George, good evening. Hi, how you doing? Good, sir. What's going on with you? Well, my wife. It's a question for my wife because she doesn't want to ask. But she was, um, she's up work on disability right now. And they cut her off from all her uh, benefits that she has and told her that she's not allowed to get benefits until she's back off disability. Now, uh, George, did they cut her off right away as soon as she went off on disability or at some point after she went on disability? Um, after. After. Okay. So yeah. how, how, how much after? How long uh, were you on disability uh, before they were cut? Well, what happened was I was on short-term disability. Right. And then... It came to October, and I was just applying for the long term. Yes. And they sent me a letter saying that until I return to work, I will have no benefits. Like, oh, I understand. I haven't even applied for long term yet. So mm. then they reinstated it for the month of October, and I got my long term disability, but I am not entitled to any medical benefits anymore until I, I return to work. I see. So, so you, you never had it while you were on long-term disability. So here, here's the thing. An employer is not required to provide benefits for, to an employee while they're on disability leave. Disability or, or benefits is a form of compensation, right? Just like an employer doesn't have to pay an employee while they're off work, they don't have to provide benefits. Now, the reason I was asking you these questions is because if your employer is providing you benefits, despite not having, they can't just cut them off. They, but because in your situation you never actually had them while you once you transition into long-term disability, uh, then then the, unfortunately there's not much that you can do in this situation. They're not required. Many employers do continue benefits because it's it's kind of the decent thing to do. But legally speaking, they don't have to continue benefits while you're off work. It doesn't mean that they've let you go. It simply means that it's again it's a form of compensation. And they're going to continue that once you are back at work. Uh, uh, th that's how it works. All good. I guess we're all good. Move on to uh, George here before we break. Hey, George, another George. Good evening. How are you? Yeah, uh, imp impressed with you guys immensely. Oh, appreciate Thank it. You. Go ahead. Um, two quick, two quick questions. Here. Like, there's a two-year limit to file one of these, right? 
Uh, you mean if you lost your draft for wrongful dismissal? Yes, there's a two-year limit. Well, what are you guys doing to fight about that? And secondly, what, what is your compensation? What percentage of the uh, final uh, outcome? Gotcha. So, in terms of the, the two years, that that's the that's the law. There's a statute called the Limitations Act. The government created it, and it says there's a two-year limitation period. So, there's no recourse there. There's nothing that I can do or anyone can do, and it's a strict two years. It's not you two years in the in the day. It is two years exactly. So, if it's been a day more than two years, an hour more than two years, unfortunately, you're out of time. Now, you're right, many of our cases are on a contingency uh, basis, and in terms of the percentage, it, it really does depend on the case. Uh, you know, if it's, a, if it's a straightforward case, we're going to resolve very quickly, it's going to be a much lower percentage. Uh, so it really does depend on the case. And in some cases, if, if our clients prefer not to do it on that basis, and do it on a different basis, there's that option. So, you know, it's hard for me to say without actually knowing anything about a particular case. Every case is different, and we try to tailor options that make sense in those cases. Let's slide into a quick break. George, if you want more information, no problem. You can call Lior when the show is uh, not on, 1-855-821-5900. We invite that. And email us, help at employmenthour.com. And, of course, for the remainder of this hour, that's a good way to start. That's how we like to keep it up. Your phone calls, love them, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one 225 talk That is toll-free. Employment Hour, Wednesday night edition, right here, Global News Radio. And we are right into it. Lots of time for you to call in, ask your questions like we had that opening salvo in the first segment. Love it. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one triple eight two two five talk That is toll-free. Before we get to our topic for tonight, and that is, uh, you know, people get questions about their employer, something they're allowed to do or not, we'll address it. But first, uh, you got an email you want to talk about, right? Yeah, I got, a, I got an email earlier in the week from a gentleman who was trying to call me out on mm-hmm. uh, me not knowing really what severance is and that... that what I'm talking about is not severance. It's really notice or payment in lieu of notice, and, and uh, those are different things, etc. Here's the thing, and, and I'm not upset at that at all because it, it can get confusing. And one of the things we try to do on the show is to simplify things uh, so, so that people you know, don't understand their legal rights. But sure. unfortunately, this, this gentleman, Brian, was confusing uh, Employment Standards Act entitlements with, with uh, full entitlements or common law tax terms. He was confusing record of employment terms. All these things are, are, are really different. So let's really keep it simple once and for all, okay? Yep. Your full entitlements when you lose your job, okay, which is really all that matters. You, we don't really care too much about your minimum entitlements because that's only a part of what you're owed. Your full entitlements, what we call your common law entitlements, we call that severance, okay? The, those, the entitlements you have when you lose your job, the compensation that you're owed. Now, how that's declared for tax purposes or how that's allocated as part of, of, of a settlement. Sometimes it, uh, it could be allocated as a retiring allowance. Those are different terms, okay? And we cannot have those confused. Forget about that. None of that matters. Ultimately, severance is, and that is the legal term, Lior doesn't make it up, is the term referred to your common law termination entitlements, okay? They could mm-hmm. be called differently for tax purposes, none of that matters. So if you're confused about that, really what we're talking about is what are you owed if you lost your job? Full stop, it's as simple as that. They've severed the relationship, that is your severance, just think of it like that, that's the money you get when you're out the door, baby. You got it, it doesn't get simpler than that, Johnny. Yeah, you got it. So you got many questions by individuals, including that stuff. We'll get to those here in, in just a minute. I want to get to the phones, though. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one triple eight two two five. talk That is toll-free. Uh, Mary, thank you for hanging on. Good evening. Hi. Um, okay, so I work in a, in a 
in a financial industry. Mm -hmm. And I was in a group of three people. I was the lowest, the coordinator, then there was a manager and a VP. I have been promoted and I got a different job and I'm out of that job. But the manager wrote a really mean email to the whole region of like 200 people about how I had been moved to help somebody like omitted that I was part of that team for like a long time and anything nice and um, you know sent this out to everybody is there anything I can do because I talked to my old boss and he's like oh no and it, I wouldn't want it being said about me and it was clearly a diss clearly making it sound like I'm a, like an idiot yeah yeah and, and- is there uh, do you have a HR in your uh, at your office? Yeah. Yeah. So I would speak with HR and I would tell them exactly how this impacts you and and ask them to to have either this person or a, a another person send an email correcting what was said. In other words, send an email that would say to avoid any misunderstanding just so we we're clear here's what actually happened with Mary. Uh, and, and I think that's important. Now, if ultimate, and I think a good HR person is going to see exactly why you're concerned. is He's going to see that that's not right, and is going to make or find a way to to make this right, to make this better. Now, if they don't, the only thing you could potentially do is to to actually look at the situation as a constructive dismissal. If they've now made you look bad to your colleagues, if they've created a situation now where people think less of you. That actually creates a, a, a difficult work environment. It's difficult to continue working in that situation. So if it's quite, if it's actually that bad, you may be in a position to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Now, I would want you to at least, before considering constructive dismissal, I would want you to speak to HR and express concern, just like you did here, as to why that's a problem, why this can be viewed uh, negatively by your colleagues, and, and ask for her help. If that help is provided, hopefully problem solved. If not, we can talk about this uh, constructive dismissal to the extent that now this impacts your job and your ability to uh, to work with your colleagues. Okay, okay, perfect. That's you know that's it's just it happened a few weeks ago. I spoke to the my old boss and he was like, oh, I'll talk to her. Like he acted like he knew it was bad, but he wasn't going to do anything about it, and he still hasn't. And I see him and her talking and laughing and I'm like, wow, nobody is taking this seriously and no, I look no. like an idiot. It's time to, to go to HR. Uh, that, that's what it, why HR is, is there for. Uh, and, and follow up with them in writing because later on, if we even consider constructive dismissal, it would be extremely helpful to show that you've tried to resolve it, you've tried to speak to HR, uh, and, and hopefully they'll do the right thing. A good HR person absolutely will. They'll take this, take it seriously. If they don't and you want to talk about potentially uh, looking at constructive dismissal, please reach out to me. Okay, I will. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate the call and that number to reach out uh, if the uh, need arises, one 821 5900 and simply help at employmenthour.com. Uh, through email, still plenty of time and sunshine out there for your calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one 225 talk That number is toll-free. Yeah, you get, uh, you know, every day on the phone and email, lots of questions. People want to know whether their employer is allowed to do something, right? 
probably the most common type of question is, can my employer do dot, dot, dot? Uh, right. And, you know, I've, I've, what I've done is over, over the years noticed that there's very common questions that people ask me uh, in, in that uh, category. Can my employer do this? So we want to talk about some of those common questions that I get uh, and, and hopefully answer some of the, the things that you've been wondering always about, about your employer and can they do certain things. Hopefully after we're done with this, you'll have a better sense as to what your employer is allowed to do and not allowed to do. Sounds good. We'll, uh, we'll dive right in. First one, can my employer make me take another job or add more responsibilities to my current gig? Probably, you know, probably one of the more common questions that I get about, you know, is my employer allowed? And can your employer essentially give you another job or in some situations just make you do more things? Well, the yeah. answer to those both questions is depends, but probably not. If by giving you another job, uh, it's going to impact you. It's going to mean different hours or more hours, or it's going to potentially mean uh, you, you're, you don't have particular, uh, the particular training. It's going to be looked negatively inside the workplace. Those are things your employer is not allowed to do. Uh, and certainly to, to give you more tasks where now you have to work double as hard and double as long without more pay, again, the same thing. These types of changes often result in a constructive dismissal. Now, your employer can make certain changes. I'm not suggesting your employer can never change your job in any way, shape, or form. If you're working on machine A and they put you now on machine B, as long as you physically can do it and it's not embarrassing, yeah, your employer is absolutely allowed to do that. But your employer can't say from now on you're going to be doing all the work on machine A and on machine B because that means essentially doubling, doubling your work uh, presumably not doubling your pay. So it really does depend. Your employer cannot make significant change to the terms of employment. And if they do, you have the right to treat that as a constructive dismissal, which means leave with severance. And yes, Brian, it is called severance. Uh, and if that happens, by all means, call me. I'd be happy to talk about your specific situation and what to do. Is that situation where they add duties or more jobs or change or add to your job, is that something where if you let it happen, it'll set a precedent, they can keep doing it, like a temporary layoff, which we know can't happen, but if they if you let them do it once, they can keep doing it? It absolutely can. So if, yeah. if they've changed your job before, and you know maybe you weren't happy, you weren't crazy about it, but, but you let it happen, you were the good team player, well, arguably they could do it again, okay? So... Because of that, you have to be very careful when it comes to changes you to the bet. terms of employment, whether it's, uh, whether your compensation is affected or not. Uh, and if you're not sure if it's, uh, if it's legal or not, if you can do something before you accept, before you just kind of keep working, you really should talk to me because you may find out later that you've really compromised your, uh, your entitlements. Questions of this regard or others, bring them on, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, or if you prefer, one 225 talk That is toll-free. Lior, can my employer put me on a performance improvement plan? So the answer to that is yes. Your employer can. It's one of the ways where an employer is uh, allowed to try to fix a, a performance issue, to try to make an employee a better, more productive employee. So yes, an employer can do that. And if used properly, it can be an effective tool uh, of correcting behavior and putting someone down a, a, a good path. The thing is this, your employer has to have a legitimate, valid reason. They can't uh, make one up. They can't be arbitrary. Uh, they can't be uh, putting things on you that don't belong there. So if it's legitimate, if it's done in, in good faith and for good reason, yeah, absolutely your employer can do it. 
if it's not, if it's one of those things where your employer is just trying to find a way to push you out or hoping that you will quit or yeah. is completely misinterpreting information and blaming you for things that, that are not your fault, then no, your employer cannot do that. And you should tell them that you don't agree and you don't accept and here's why. You can't just be silent in those situations. So because of that, if your employer does put you on a performance improvement plan, details matter. If you don't think it's valid, if you think there's a, a, another motivation, let's talk. Let's talk about that. You may have uh, the ability to do something. You may be able to uh, to put yourself in a situation where you're not accepted it. So uh, very important to be uh, aware of those issues. Common questions you get on the phone and emails all the time. People wondering if their employer uh, can do certain things. Next one is, can my employer pay me less than other employees? Good question. And uh, another one I get common, usually the answer is yes, in the sense right. that if you're uh, doing a particular job, someone else is hired and maybe they were negotiating better or, or the employer really needed them, potentially the employer can pay them more. Now, the difference that, or the, the exception is your employer cannot pay you differently because of a prohibited ground common issue is your employer can't pay you less because you're a woman, for example, right. or can't pay you less because of your age or because of the fact that you, you have a medical condition. Cannot happen. Okay, so as long as the employer is not being discriminatory, your employer can pay people different things. Okay, but if it is discrimination, if uh, and a lot of employers do this, believe me, even now in 2019, paying uh, women less than men, when that happens, that is a human rights violation cannot be certainly not if it's based on on the fact that you know you're a woman so i'm going to pay you this you're a man i'm going to pay you this that is illegal that's that's wrong it would be a constructive dismissal be a human rights violation not something an employer can do john to call in ask your questions 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell and one 225 talk that is toll free if you haven't checked it out by the way severancepaycalculator.com find out exactly what your severance should be as far as length and dollar amount it's right there it takes about 30 seconds absolutely free leor can my employer make me come back to work contrary to my doctor's opinion well that, that's an easy one and the answer yeah. is an, an emphatic no Absolutely not. Uh, and it, it seems obvious. How can your employer say, hey, I know better than your doctor. You're, you must be able to work. Nonsense. Of course not. If your doctor says that you cannot work, that is it. I like to say that the employer is judge and jury when it comes to your ability to work. Your employer doesn't get to make the call. Your employer doesn't get to decide. Uh, and if your employer tries to threaten you, push you, uh, and put you in a difficult situation, that is a human rights violation. Uh, it could be considered a constructive dismissal as well. So no, if you have a doctor's note that says you cannot work, that is it. Whether you can't work for a day or a month or a year or even longer than that. I always say your, your job when you're off on a disability leave is to do everything possible to get better, to get healthy. Uh, you don't need, you shouldn't have to worry about your job and, and what your employer is going to do and what pressure they're putting on you. If your employer is putting on pr pressure on you and being uh, unhelpful and threatening, you really do want to talk to me. Your employer cannot make you come back to work contrary to what your doctor says. Full stop. We're talking about questions you get uh, from, uh, you know, clients and people who phone in and email you on a pretty much regular, if not daily basis. Leor, can my boss do so-and-so? Can my workplace do so-and-so? Can my employer let me go? Just so. <laughs> yeah, well, and I get variations of that. You know, can can they let me go if I enjoy, though I didn't do anything wrong? Can right. they let me go even though I'm more senior than someone else? Can they let me go even though I don't think they have good reason? The answer usually to all these questions is yes. Your employer generally 
can let you go at any time and, and pretty much for any reason as long as they pay you severance. severance. Yes, it's called severance, by the way, and <laughs> check it up. So, uh, so yes, you can. Of course, we talked about that. The, the distinction or, or the exception, I should say, is discrimin- discrimination. You cannot mm-hmm. be let go for discriminatory reasons because of your ethnicity or sex or race or disability, etc. Cannot happen. But other than that, your employer may decide, you know what, I'm not happy with what you did, even though you don't think that's, that makes sense. They can let you go, but severance has to be paid. The only time your employer can avoid paying you severance is if you did something terrible, something horrible. In that case, they have just cause to let you go. So when I talk to someone, and I, the reason I focus on the severance is because of that, because of the fact that I can't do anything about the fact that your employer lets you go because you're allowed to do it. The only thing I could do is make sure that they pay you the severance that they owe you. Yeah, we often joked when we first started the show years ago that if you walked in one day, your employer says, you know, you're driving a blue car, dude. I don't like blue cars. I'm going to let you go. Crazy. Won't happen. But as long as they pay you the proper severance, it could happen. (laughs) Don't you have a blue car, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Possibly. (laughs) No, it's red. It's red. There you go. That's right. So you get to keep your job. That's right. Thanks. Yeah, you're, 416 you're, eight, you're sorry, do that, by the way. It is that's, true, Johnny. Yeah, you're right. That's true. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Moving to the phones. I was just about to. Someone put them on hold. Someone from Port Perry. Anyway, they'll take them. They'll let them go when they come back. Um, here we are. We'll get to Port Perry. I don't have a name, but... Oh, John. Hey, John. How are you? Yeah. Pretty good. good. What's pretty up, good. man? I, I got a specific question. We have Beauty. a lot of employees, and we just changed our workstations. And there's a couple that don't fit the workstation. How far does an employer have to go to fit? And is it a human's right case if that one person can't do the job anymore because he doesn't fit the station? And, and I'm, I'm assuming you mean they don't fit because maybe they're a larger person? Yeah. It's a, it's a casino table. Okay. too tall. Oh. oh. They're too tall. So, so there's no – it's not a, a question of uh, – there's no medical issue involved. No, it's, it's just a standard table that you have to buy, but we can't put them on hydraulics to fit every employee. Right, I understand. How far do we have to go? So, so here's it's it's an interesting question. Now, if you uh, if you have employees that are there and they were able to do the job, and then as an employer you decide to change the tables and now they can't do the job, then guess what you've done? You you've essentially terminated these employees. So it's not a human rights issue, right? But, but you've terminated their employment. If you've made some sort of a change, and now as a result of that change, they cannot do that job, well, you know, they haven't done anything wrong. They haven't changed anything. The employer has. So you, you, you're going to have to pay them severance at that point. You can't th- – there's nothing else. Now, well, I, 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 what, I, I don't think they want to quit. I don't think they want to leave. Mm. And I, the, the new well, they, they wouldn't be quitting. might be an inch or two off. Like, I, I don't think that the, the tables change that much. Well, but it's, it's quite simple. If the employer did something and now these employees can't do the job, then the employer has terminated the employees. It's up to the employer to, to figure out, do they want to figure out a way to, 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 to make this work or do they want to pay them severance? But it's, it's actually quite simple. If the employer did something, it doesn't matter what they did, but they did anything that as a result of what they did, now the person can't do their job then the employer, the employer is the one that terminated the employment, right? That there's no, so I understand that people don't want to leave, don't want to be out of a job, but if they can't work, there's no other option. So it's up to but, the employer to decide, do they want to pay them severance or do they want to figure out a way to make this work? It really is up to the employer in that situation. It has to be one of those things though. 
So they don't have, the employer doesn't have to go to every extent to fit that employee. They can just say, we'll pay you off. Exactly. Yes. But it's remember, severance. It, also. Ah, unionized. Very different. You need to talk to the union then. Union may have something to say about that. Our employment laws don't apply really at all uh, in a unionized environment. You need to talk to the union. The union may be able to file a grievance because you can't just pay off employees in a unionized environment. Thanks. Yeah, I was just about to ask because he did mention casino. Casino, true. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll move on to uh, Leonardo. Hey, Leonardo, good evening. Hey, hi, how are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's on your mind? Um, my partner was let go this week, and um, they give her a notice to need to sign within a week. And uh, the severance package, uh, I just want to see if it's adequate or not, or we should uh, get in touch with uh, Leon. Smartphone call. So how long has she been there? Um, uh, 15 years. And what kind of a job, and how old is she? It's actually my partner, so it's uh, 52. Yes. And uh, technical technology. So uh, y- your partner is owed at least a year's pay, okay? Potentially a, a couple months more than that. What was your partner offered? 20 weeks. 20 weeks. Wow, that's about five-ish months. Uh, so it, it, it's not even close. That's less than half. That's potentially a third of, of what your partner is owed. So no, that, that, that's not close, Leonardo. Uh, you, your friend should call me as, as soon as possible. You, your, your partner should call me as soon as possible. Uh, this is a common situation where people are offered a lot less than what they are owed. Uh, I'm glad you, you, you made this call because 20 weeks would be a, a, a terrible amount of severance after 15 years. It would have to be somewhere north of a year's pay. North of a year. Okay. Uh, and then regardless of uh, how much that person is making, uh, well, also does take into account? If the person is making significant income, then it will be more than that. More than that, you know, twelve is kind of a conservative, assuming the salary is not that high. If the person, if you tell me this person makes two hundred and fifty thousand, just as an example, it could be potentially eighteen months, twenty months even. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's why the devil's in the details. So I'd want to speak to your partner as soon as possible, okay. so so that we can number one have an exact amount that your partner's owed, and then also pursue those entitlements. Okay, that's good. Thank you very much. We can uh, keep in touch then. Thank you. Leonardo, that was a uh, smart phone call, and your uh, your partner slash friend will thank you for it indeed. That number, 1-855-821-5900. Do not hesitate to to reach out. Do so. 1-855-821-5900. Got uh, Jimmy in the line. Hey, Jimmy, thanks for hanging on. Hi, guys. Um, I'm on LTD, and um, they, want to apply, they want me to apply for um, disability. Um, I don't want to because I want to go back to work, and I'm struggling with it, so... I've had the papers now for about a month, month and a bit. They sent it to me before. I never got them, so it was a mix-up. Um, so today I got a call from my adjudicator or case manager, and she told me that as of June they're going to turn around and they're going to slice my um, amount, and they're going to try to figure out what I would normally get for disability. Are, they okay, are you talking that? about C- a CPP disability? Yeah, yeah, work disability. I see. So are they able to do that that fast, or do you, do you not get to give me some time? Yeah, the, 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 or something well, in writing? You should you should be applying for CPP disability. There's a term in your insurance policy. It's in every insurance policy that says you have to apply. And, and if you get it, then then your insurance company can essentially reduce it by the amount that you're getting from the CPP disability. And it, it would also say what happens if you don't apply. So yes, we, we, you you do need to have a reasonable opportunity to apply. If the if we may be able, if you want my help and my team's help, we could potentially get the insurance company to give you some more time. But yes, you do have to apply, 
and they do get a credit if you do uh, get approved. So yes, yeah, let's get their let's... money back. I understand why they want me to do it. Exactly, payments in half. But the thing is, I'm struggling. Like I don't want to go on disability. I want to work, but I physically can't do it right now, mentally and physically. You know well, what but I mean? if you want to continue receiving long-term disability yeah, benefits, do, I, then I you have to do, do it, it right? But and and hopefully to... you won't have to be on for long, and you'll get better, and and you'll be able to go to work. But for now, you need to get that money so you can live. And and to continue getting that money from the insurance company, you should be applying for uh, for the uh, CPP disability benefits as well. Okay, but is a two-week notice good enough? Uh, it's it, it's not reasonable. No, it's not. So I, I would talk to them and try to give you a bit more time. If you want my help, we can we can uh, push them a bit to give you more time. Uh, but you should still apply as soon as you can. Jimmy, here is that number to move on. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Yeah, the insurance companies told me to get a credit for whatever CPP. Uh, yep. Gives forth if they, and if they and if he doesn't apply, generally they'll just assume what CPP would give him and, and, and do an estimate and take yeah, it off the, anyway, right? Take it off even though he's not getting it. Not a good place to be yeah. in. So if you are yeah. receiving long-term disability plan, when your insurance company asks you to apply to CPP disability, Canada Pension Plan disabilities, you should be doing that. Uh, otherwise, you're gonna end up losing money if you don't. It's not a big deal. You don't lose anything yeah. by doing that. So you should absolutely do it. Good for another night, my friend. We're back on the weekend, Monday nights, Wednesday night, the weekend shows. And, of course, Employment Hour and 30 happens on the weekend morning, Saturday and Sunday on Global TV and CTV. Join us there. For that particular TV show, you want to reach out, one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com. And always, always, always remember severancepaycalculator.com as well.